Welcome back to Skay Stories. Today we're talking with Meg. Meg, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and your family? How many children do you have and what are their ages? We have two children. Our oldest, our son, is 18 and he just graduated in June. And our daughter is 16 and oh, she wonderful. she's a rising senior. Oh, how exciting. Mm-hmm. How has that transition gone for you? I know it's only been... A short time since he graduated, but how is that going for you? Uh, we are making the most of our summer together because he um, he is moving into the dorm. Now, the, the university he's going to is only about 12 minutes away, but it might as well be 1,200 miles away. Yes. So, he, um, but yeah, he'll be moving in in about a month. So Wonderful. We're just spending a lot of time together and making the most of Absolutely. Family of four days. (laughs) Absolutely. So have you always homeschooled your kids? Yes. Um, We started out when they were getting to preschool age, Mm -hmm. looking around, talking to friends. Uh, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but where we live, you have to kind of almost register your kids for preschool before they're born. Like it is very competitive and... um, you have to plan way ahead and there's interviews and it was just expensive too. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, we can do this, but I'm going to need to go back to work at least part time. And that was when the thought first hit me. I could just do preschool at home. That can't be too hard. Yeah. And then one thing led to another. One year after the other, Mm -hmm. one step in front of the next. Mm -hmm. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I actually had a friend that was doing, sort of like a teacher's aide with a Montessori school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know a whole lot about it, but she said, I'll, I'll just pass along all of my training manuals to you and you can learn about it. So a lot of our preschool was Montessori method because it helps with our fine motor skills yeah. and stuff. Oh, that's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a wonderful resource for you. Mm-hmm. So how did you first hear about homeschooling? My sister was actually homeschooled. Okay. She is eight years younger than me or about eight years. So um, by the time I had, she started being homeschooled in third grade, I was almost done. So I joked with my mom, you know, can you homeschool me too? But, um, (laughs) but yeah, so that was when I first heard about it. My aunt also homeschooled my cousin and they were one of the first ones that our family knew of. This would have been in the late eighties. Um, and but the more, you know, the more things got going, the more I started hearing about other people we knew that had decided to either start out that way or pull their kids out after kindergarten and start. Yeah. So, and now I feel like everyone does. Yes. <laughs> it's just very mainstream, very thankful for that. Absolutely. It definitely makes things easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you always been a SCAES member? I believe we our first sign up was when our son entered kindergarten. Oh, yes. how exciting! Mm-hmm. So, how was it being a SCAES member in the elementary years? Wonderful. Uh, I think we were assigned first to Emily yes. Lipscomb. Yes, she was so helpful. Um, very, she's just a very encouraging person. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's how she is all the time. Uh, but yeah, she she was kind of like you know. I told her at first, you know, we're not. We're not going to go through twelfth. We're just going to yeah. do the at least through third, and she that didn't matter. You know, it was I still felt like a valuable part of Skays. Oh, wonderful! And then as we as the kids grew, 
and other counselors came in, it was like, well, I didn't think we'd still be here, but we are. And <laughs> part of it is because of you guys being the encouragement that you are. So, Well, I'm so glad we got to play such a part in your journey. That's mm-hmm. such an encouraging word for me. Thank you. Yeah. So what did a daily schedule or routine look like for you and your family? When the kids were super little, it was just more of a, I try to, to think about what a regular preschool would look like. So like mm-hmm. nine to 12 and we'd yeah. be done. When they got into having to do more desk work, I still wanted to keep that soft start to the mornings. Mm-hmm. So we would do um, a lot of, there were so many mom blogs and homeschool mom blogs yes. that I gathered ideas from. So a lot of moms would have like a morning basket or a morning crate. So we did that for a little while. And then that transitioned into a morning folder which is just a little hand-selected things that I had made up for them to do every day. Oh, wonderful. And we sort of bounced back and forth between, um, I guess you would call it unschooling, where we just sit on the couch and do school, mm-hmm. to um, a couple years into, um, probably they were in first and third, uh, we had like a lower basement, like a mm-hmm. split-level basement, and we turned that into their schoolroom. Oh, that's exciting. So we went and bought the the school desk that you have to sit go into sideways and um, we had centers and we had the reading charts and bean bags for reading that was a lot of fun for me so I always said that I wanted to be a teacher but I didn't want to have to deal with the parents oh yes (laughs) so this let me teach my own kids and do all the things that I thought looked fun in a classroom Mm -hmm. but it was just for my two yeah Mm -hmm. oh that's great so how did you find, you said there were some mom blogs that you followed. And is that how you found most of your ideas mm-hmm. for things? Yeah, I actually had a mom blog way back in the day as well and developed some pretty deep friendships with some of them. And there were, I don't really know what you call them, I guess like networks where you could go and there'd be a list of other blogs that were doing preschool at home. Mm-hmm. And then we started having I guess it was the beginning of hashtags. We started having things like Muffin Tin Monday. So we would serve our lunches to our kids on Mondays in a muffin tin. So every compartment would have. And then we would post a picture of what our muffin tin looked like that day. It was sort of our social media encouragement, getting ideas. Oh, that sounds like lots of fun. Mm -hmm. How has homeschooling benefited you and your children? And what were some of your favorite parts? I think as a whole, it made our family closer beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, It allowed us to have flexibility in our schedule. Not that we're huge travelers, like we never did the whole cross-country thing that a lot of people get to do. But we were able to, um, you know, wake up one morning and decide, let's do school at Grandma's house today. And so we were able to... They would. They were able to spend time with family members that they would not otherwise see if they had been in a school room all day. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably the main benefit, and that, and I guess just um, a stronger foundation of faith mm-hmm. that they will be able to carry with them. I consider that a huge plus. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, in your opinion, what's the biggest benefit of joining an organization like Skays? For me, it's the accountability probably most of all. Mm -hmm. I can organize. I just hate doing it. Yeah. 
and record keeping sort of always made me nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice to be able to have someone that um, would help me with the record keeping and th- making sure that I sign up for things when I need to and mm-hmm. get all of our courses in that we need. Um, it also helped me see the big picture. I'm, I tend to get really bogged down in very small details mm-hmm. and can't see. I'm really bad at long-range planning, and yeah. that's one of the things that SCASE has helped with the most. Oh, that's great that you know mm-hmm. that about yourself. That's mm-hmm. really helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how has having a dedicated counselor with SCASE changed the homeschool experience for you and your children? In what ways did your counselor assist you guys? Um, I guess accountability, of course, would be the main the main thing, but also um, encouragement um, that can't be discounted because yeah. there there are days, there will be days in every homeschool mom's journey that, or even months, where you start to doubt everything. Mm-hmm. And so having someone to say, you know, that's not, you're, you, you know, don't think so catastrophically. That's not, mm. this is a little hurdle that we can get past and move on. That was a huge help for me. Um, another thing that, again, with the big picture thing, deciphering test scores. Oh, yes. Because, you know, in a regular school, you would have a guidance counselor to help mm-hmm. with that. And so you guys kind of play a role in that regard. Yeah. Um, just making sure that, you know, maybe you need to work on, I know one summer we had to stop with our daughter and take the whole summer and just work on decimals. Mm-hmm. And I would never have seen that from what I was seeing in the the test packet right. results. But that was brought up to me, and it was like, oh, obviously, yes. I wasn't sure what that meant, but I've, absolutely. Tell me what we need to buy workbook-wise. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And she succeeded and conquered mm-hmm. decimals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. So what ways did you provide or do you provide opportunities for socialization? For us, it wasn't, I guess it sort of annoyed me that that's the main question that I got yes. from relatives and well-meaning people, but just I felt like I was constantly being checked up on in that department. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it was more ne- more important that they, that our children could interact with adults. Yeah. Um, both of them have kind of al- always had friends that were a little bit older than them. Mm-hmm. So um, having the ability to interact with adults and even, you know, kids a few years older than them, I feel like helped them mature a little bit faster. Absolutely. And filled their love tank as far as getting time with their grandparents, aunts and uncles and things like that. Um, of course, church is a huge part of it, mm-hmm. Sundays and, and now youth group on Wednesday nights. Um, it allowed us to do, like, the extracurricular part of that is, um, it, I feel like it opened up more opportunities for us because we had homeschool hours. Mm-hmm. So if if my child wanted to take piano, we were able to sign him up for a morning slot, whereas right. it's usually 2 to 5 and there's a huge rush of kids coming in mm-hmm. so we had more f- flexibility in that area oh that's fantastic mm-hmm. so what kind of extracurriculars did you guys like to pursue it for really it was just him with piano and our daughter did 
uh, horseback riding. Oh, that's fun. So again, her teacher had a lot of her students in, you know, starting at two, Mm -hmm. but we were able to go at nine. Right. So, and she had nobody after us. So a lot of times she would just stay 30 extra minutes. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Yeah. We weren't into sports, so we just did the... Not everyone is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what steps have you taken to create a homeschool community that provides a well-rounded educational experience for your children? It sounds like you had the piano and the horse lessons mm-hmm. and church. Mm-hmm. I guess that was a redundant question. I'm sorry. <laughs> going, to, going to work with Dad, uh, he is in the ministry, and so he works at a church. Oh, that's exciting. And so occasionally they'll go and spend time with him there. Yeah. Um, I tried to involve the grandparents as much as possible in their, in the actual teaching part of it. You Mm -hmm. know, uh, when we talked about the Vietnam war, I made sure that they had a chance to sit down with my dad and talk to him. Um, another thing, um, this is kind of a silly story, but I had to have surgery. Probably they were probably in the fourth and sixth grade and Mm so my mom came and stayed at our house and we were studying about the plagues of Egypt and Mm -hmm. one of the things that they did was every day they learn about a new plague and they may have been a little younger now that I think about it Um, I had to cut apart all these little green paper frogs and Mm -hmm. my mom while they slept hid the frogs all over our house oh wow inside books inside boxes of cereal and that my mom still talks about how fun that was watching them <laughs> find them, and we laugh because for four or five years we kept finding frogs. Oh no, there were probably 300 of them in our house. Wow, that's a lot of frogs, and she hid them really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, giving in, my mother in law is gifted in certain areas, she's real good at like hands on things, so she was making homemade play doh with them a lot, mm-hmm. trying to involve them in those. Yeah. I think was very important as well as um, getting them on board as well as just letting them spend time with the kids. Absolutely. Building Mm -hmm. that relationship and that community. Mm -hmm. That's so important. Were there any drawbacks you and your family had to homeschooling? Probably learning how to navigate changes through time, uh, being a one income family. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was something that we had to really think about hard. Um, I did find ways to supplement my income. So while I was a mom blogger, I started doing review blogging. So a lot of the things when they were little, um, I started developing partnerships with certain companies like learning resources. And so Mm -hmm. they would send us, you know, things that we could use in our classroom at no cost if I wrote a review. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, God really provided in that area, even to the point of, you know, a booster seat for the car. Like, I don't think we had to buy any of that because it was just just this constant flow of things to review. Um, And sadly, I think that the mom review, I think that's sort of not as prominent as it it used to be. But for when we needed it, it was um, very helpful and Probably, as I mentioned earlier, a little bit of skepticism from others Mm. um, and just the little questions that I had to learn how to tactfully respond to and love. Um, It does help you develop a thicker skin. And almost like with Christianity, with apologetics, you kind of have to know why you're doing what Mm -hmm. you're doing and be able to defend it, but in a loving way. And so that was something that I had to work on, having an answer ready. 
That sounds hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how yeah. did you how how did you develop that answer? I imagine it took some practice. Yes, a lot of prayer. Um, I tend to be a truth teller versus a grace-filled person. So, my husband helped me temper down. You know, this you don't need to say this, but you can say it this way, and it's mm. just as effective, but not quite so. Um, you know, retaliatory, but. Um, I think that the the one income combined with the cost of homeschooling mm-hmm. and then just um, deferring the criticism that came. And I know it was much harder for people who came before me. Um, and it's thankfully getting much easier now, yeah. I think. But yeah. there were, you know, there were a few, a few years there, right? You know, you listen to those enough and you start to wonder, wonder. Mm-hmm. am I doing a detriment to my children by homeschooling? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Just staying grounded and praying a lot and making sure that you're following the Lord's leading. Absolutely. And I feel like moms and dads are under attack everywhere, no matter what choice we make, mm-hmm. because that guilt, mm-hmm. it just, it, it'll come for us no matter mm-hmm. what choices we're making. And so I, yeah, being grounded, that's, mm-hmm. that's a good word. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you could give one last piece of advice to families starting the process of homeschooling, what would it be? Probably, I would say two things. One, enjoy your children the the very most that you can. And I think choosing to homeschool allows you to do just that. Yeah. um, Because they will be around you more and you'll be around them more. Um, Cherish the little things like reading out loud to them, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a time when I told my kids, oh, no, you're too old for that. And <laughs> they would be like, just please, one more year, and then next year we'll <laughs> read it on our own. And so saying yes to those things I yeah. think is important just to fully enjoy every year and, and Absolutely. What, what they're asking you. Um, and then I would also encourage you to reevaluate every year. So the the more we try to make plans and have our ideals and goals of what we, you know, because originally I said just preschool, and then right. I said after third grade they're going to school, and then it was after eighth grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so every every year we would intentionally sit down, usually in March or April, mm-hmm. and talk to the kids and say, what do you like? What do you not like? Do you think you might want to continue doing this? It wasn't a, we're making the decision to do this and you're just going right. to deal with it. It was very much an open uh, communication with them. And they appreciate that. There were a few times where we were surprised that they actually wanted to keep going because it had been a really tough year. Mm. But they said, you know, it was hard, but compared to what I've, you know, heard my friends talk about in Mm -hmm. school, I still choose this. So I think that's very important to reevaluate every year and not um, be so close-minded as far as, like, having set deadlines that you've Mm -hmm. made that can't be broken. Absolutely. And getting Mm -hmm. their buy-in, that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Well, Meg, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you for listening today. Remember to follow, like, and share Skay's stories. I'll be talking with you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or just want to find out more about Skay's, you can find us online at schomeschooling.com or email us at S-C-A-I-H-S at S-C-A-I-H-S dot org. 
This podcast was produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions.